Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's Let's ride. for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, Dodger fans? Thank you for listening to another episode of the Incline Dodgers podcast. Your Los Angeles Dodgers have not lost since the last time we've recorded. They've won eight games in a row, and they begin a three-game series against the Milwaukee Brewers this evening. Your Dodgers are 71-46. and They're nine games ahead of the San Francisco Giants for first place in the National League West. Who would have thought the Dodgers have a chance to be up by double digits here in middle of August? Middle of August, but here we are. Dodgers are on absolute cruise control. They're fresh off a four-game sweep against the Colorado Rockies. They swept the Arizona Diamondbacks as well in a two-game set. And now it's a battle of two first-place teams. And we'll dive into that series later in the episode. We also have a draft for you guys in store. And we are recording live. You can watch us right now on YouTube. So you can feel free to post some comments if you're following along. We'll do a Q&A later as well in the episode. But for now, we got some things to cover. The Dodgers. Like I said, they've won eight games in a row. This is the best baseball they've been playing all season long. They are 12 and one in the month of August. Yes, the competition hasn't been up to par, but it doesn't matter because the Dodgers are beating bad teams. And you look at the Dodgers rotation one through five. They're all getting it done now. Overall, in Major League Baseball, they're 17th in team staff now with a 428, much better than where they were about a month ago when they were near the bottom of the barrel. In the month of August, they have the best. ERA as well um, in the National League, 248. And it comes fresh off Julio Urias' best performance of the season. He had 12 strikeouts, matching a career high, a season high against the Colorado Rockies. He's 4-1 and one in the second half with a 360 ERA um, in the, yeah, since the All-Star break. And probably the most impressive part of his performance against the Rockies Sunday afternoon was he had seven strikeouts in a row. David Rosenthal, what are your thoughts on the Dodgers play thus far? Well, to me, it's not even that the Dodgers are playing that well. It's that everybody in the NL West is also just completely awful right now. Giants three and seven in their last 10 Diamondbacks and Padres, both two and eight Rockies three and seven. So the Dodgers giant winning streak, I think, what is it? 13 of 14 or something like that coincides with the entire NL West being done. And I haven't done this yet on this podcast this year, but I'm officially declaring the division over. Uh, There's no way any of these teams catch the Dodgers right now. There's just no way. And at this point, it's a battle for first record in the NL. I mean, the Braves, they're only five back of the Braves, maybe even less at four in the loss column. So now it just becomes, who do you want to play in the playoffs? And the team we're playing right now today is one of those I don't want to play. Couldn't couldn't disagree more. I would love to have a matchup with the Brewers, but we'll talk about that more later on as that is our next opponent on deck. Uh, Jake Reiner, what were your thoughts on Julio Arias showing maybe the most 
emotion in a good light and a bad light. He had his downs when he gave up the home run earlier in the game, but you could tell he had a lot of, a lot of passion in a good way when he had that six strikeout in a row um, against, I believe it was Elias Diaz had him striking out swinging, walking off the mound in the six. You could tell like he was like, let's F and go. This is the best I've looked all season. Yeah. And we had been talking about Julio Rios and his body language, him not really looking that interested and kind of not looking as focused as we normally see him. And so this was really great to see because this is now his third start in a row that has been really good. Um, he's looked really sharp. And after he gave up that home run, uh, he sort of, you know, tapped his chest as to, as if to say, you know, this was my bad, my fault. I, I, I threw a bad pitch and he was visibly upset. He got really uh, angry throughout the entire start. And hey, if he pitches like this and he's angry, then I'm all for it. Uh, because like we've been saying, we need him for the playoffs. He needs to be one of the guys uh, that we can throw out there in the playoffs. And we know what he can do in the playoffs. So this is very encouraging. All of these things are encouraging when you look at Clayton Kershaw and Lance Lynn uh, and Bobby Miller. I mean, those are the guys that we're looking at as we move towards the playoffs to see how sharp they are. And they look as sharp as they have all season. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you just listed them off. We got Clayton Kershaw back. He threw five innings. He looked pretty good overall, albeit it was against the Rockies. Lance Lynn had another great performance, I believe nine strikeouts over five innings. And then Tony Gonsolin also had his one of his best starts of the season after Dave Roberts publicly called him out before his start, essentially saying his job's on the line, he's got to do better. And Gonsolin, he, he came up to show. He I think he only gave up one home run, which was like the very first pitch of the game. And then Settle down after that. Negative reinforcement is the key here. To, the key takeaway here. Bully your pitchers into pitching better. <laughs> Seems like Roberts always has one guy he wants to pick on every season. Last season, it was clearly Cody Bellinger. This season, it's been Tony Gonsolin. Everyone else is in his good corner, but then he, he'll single out one guy. I If that's the case with Tony Gonsolin, I... I love it. I think he, ne- I think Tony Gonsolin needs a little bit of tough love because in terms of being a quote unquote fan favorite, the whole cat thing, he's very, you know, kind of goofy and all of that vibe is, is all great, but we need that killer instinct from him when it matters most. And so if that, if what Roberts is doing with him is he's not pitching when that, it matters most. I'm just I'm saying shot. that that there there is a there is a chance that we're going to need him down the stretch or in the playoffs. So if if that is the case, then that this is the Tony Gonsolin that I want is the one that is focused and can attack the strike zone and get the job done. Speaking of playoffs, I've declared Bobby Miller has worked his way into being the Dodgers game three starter ahead After, of Lance Lynn. Absolutely. After that last start against the Arizona Diamondbacks, he swayed me completely. He had runners on second and third, nobody out in that fifth inning. He struck out Corbin Carroll. He got out Ketel Marte, and then he struck out Luis Gurriel. He's been on an absolute tear. You look at his underlying metrics of his slider and curveball, absolutely disgusting. I mean, his fastball might be the filthiest fastball I've ever seen from any Dodgers call-up prospect ever. The swing and miss stuff absolutely plays in the playoffs. 
He is getting a lot of guys um, striking out, looking full. He's just fooling everybody. 101 miles per hour. This guy, when he was called up, his first start, if we all remember, was against the Atlanta Braves. Completely mm-hmm. mowed him down. I am moved. Bobby Miller. This guy has the tenacity. He has the passion. He is the type of guy I feel like he'll t- tell Dave Roberts, sit the F down. I'm going out there for another inning. I'm all for it. He That was in Atlanta also, by the way, that one start. I don't know if I'm ready to say Bobby Miller over Lance Lynn at this point. Thank you. Just, I'm not, I'm based, not yet either. Just based on just what Lance Lynn has done is in, in, in his career and how he's looked just completely different than what he looked like on the White Sox this season. And then we all saw him pitch for team USA uh, in the world baseball classic. I, I just, my, my trust level with Lance Lynn in a big game is higher than than Bobby Miller simply because we just haven't seen it yet from Bobby Miller. A hundred percent. The consistency hasn't been there with Miller. Lynn is a guy who's been there, done that. And no, he hasn't. He has. He's been in the playoffs his, at least look seven at his postseason seven numbers. Seasons. I'm not saying he's succeeded. And what he's a, been there? What is Jake talking about? He hasn't had a big game with the Dodgers yet. Bobby Miller. I just said he showed up against the Braves. I'm he just, saying he pitched no, well I'm, against the Diamondbacks. I'm saying well, the Diamondbacks was, have also in, lost 24 out of the last 32 or whatever it is. So it's not like they're a hot career, team right now. In his career is what I was saying. Not, you know, not this season. I mean, but I'm just saying the, I'm saying the body of work from Lance Lynn, the veteran presence, the, the, the guy you, you want on the mound when you need a win, like that's the guy I want to go with. Versus Bobby Miller, who is is great, but not proven yet. And Lance Lynn throws strikes every time. We know he's not going to be walking five guys ever in a start. He's going to be challenging hitters no matter what. Now, I'm not going to guarantee that's going to stay in the ballpark, (laughs) but he's not going to be walking people. And in the playoffs, Bobby Miller starts the first game, first inning, he's walking two guys, and this could be a game seven, 2017 Darvish scenario in that game. So you want a guy who throws strikes. You want a guy who's been there. The way the Dodgers do it, I don't think they'll go. Unless Miller keeps doing this, I don't think it's. I think it's going to be Lynn in Game Three. I really. What do. what pitcher led the Dodgers to a World Series in 2018? Well, nobody, because they lost. No, they they made the World Series. Who led them? It's a simple yeah, question. But it's. You're I don't know if the that's the same it was a thing. rookie Walker Bueller Bueller. Had, Bueller had been in the majors the season beforehand. Which matters? Not really. He came he out was. of the pen a few times. He had a. He what are had you talking September. about? He was pitching in September, the year before that. How is that? That's completely irrelevant. I don't think it's relevant. Irrelevant. I think it's it doesn't matter. It, it, the rookie status doesn't matter. It's the player that matters. You you gotta yeah. you gotta evaluate it based on what what Bobby Miller has done, and there have been some inconsistencies. There's also been some really good starts from him. So. The, the, just because Walker Bueller got the opportunity to pitch in big games as a rookie does not mean that Bobby Miller will be able to do the same or replicate that. Yeah, I agree. I'm just countering your point. You're saying you're saying he had no experience. Well, guess what? Walker Bueller had no experience, and he rode them. The Walker Bueller I- is a is a special talent. I'm not saying he's, Bobby a, he's like not when a you think talent. of Walker Bueller, the first thing you say is big game pitcher. I'm not saying that's not Bobby Miller, but we don't know that yet. We know we know that with Bueller. So that's the, you go back and look at history and be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Remember, Bobby Miller, look at the teams Bobby Miller showed up against. He pitched great against the Braves. He pitched excellent against a healthy Yankees team. He completely dominated the Phillies. 
Uh, the Giants roughed him up, but according to David, they're frauds, so we shouldn't count they that. Frauds. And then in his most recent span, yeah, he struggled against the Padres. The the hits and the walks were certainly an issue, but I don't care. He pitched well against the Reds. He pitched great against the Rangers, and he pitched great against the Diamondbacks. Fact of the matter is, Bobby Miller's showing up against good teams, and I haven't seen Lance Lynn pitch against a good team yet. According to David, the Brewers are a threat, so this will be a good litmus test, and that will let us reevaluate things well, in a few the days. Well, Padres aren't a good team, but they got a damn good lineup, so I think that should count for something. Let's read a- some of these comments. We got people talking on YouTube. Michael right. Carrillo says, "Trade Tony." Would have agreed with you at the deadline. Was a good time to sell, kind of mid on him, but that. a little late for that. Harmony says, "Can't wait for Julio to walk." Maria says, "Tony completely falls apart. He should be nowhere near Dodger Stadium in October." I tend to agree with Maria here, sadly. And then Michael, Bobby Miller's home versus road splits are insane. Yep, and Bobby should be the road pitcher. And Harmony's asking us who should be one and two. So you guys want to tackle that one? Like every week, it's Kershaw and Urias until proven otherwise. I just don't see how you can slot it any different. You yep. can flip-flop the order, but it's those two. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, I I would say Julio, but I think the way it's been going right now, I think Kershaw has been more consistent. And I think that we've seen him pitch in game ones before when he wasn't the best pitcher on the team. So I think that makes sense to throw in there, at least in the shorter series. Don't you think it'll it'll kind of depend on who we face, though, in terms of the lineup and and what well, what hitters li- lineup? Facing? Definitely. But in terms of game one or game two, when it's going to be Julio or Kershaw? No, I don't. I don't. I mean, they're both obviously both left handed. And I think they have, you know, pretty similar kind of profiles as pitchers, mm-hmm. basketball, breaking ball. The question you'll have to ask yourself is which starter do you want more likely to reappear in a potential second game in the series? Yeah. yeah. That's why that's why I want to say Arias. Oh, and that's why I think I'd want to say Kershaw, just the way he's been pitching all year long. If he's healthy, yeah, I just... he's he is he would have been a Cy Young finalist if he didn't miss those six weeks. That's how good Kershaw's been this season. 100 percent I just these, I like I like Arias in the playoffs and these postseason like him in the and playoffs. And these postseason narratives about Kershaw struggling couldn't be farther from the truth. Both Kershaw and Arias Agreed. gave up three Agreed. runs against the Padres over five innings. Uh, yeah, Kers- Kershaw's had a lot of success against the Brewers. If that's who we face, that's not the, my. The annoying, the annoying ahead, thing about sorry, David. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say the the annoying thing about the Kershaw postseason narrative is that nobody ever wants to talk about the really good stuff that he's done. Yeah. It's always all the bad, and it's like the four ERA and all of that stuff. There have been some epic moments like that, you know, Nationals NLDS a few years ago where he came out of the not the disaster one, the one before yeah. in uh, 2016. Uh, where he comes and saves Kenley's ass out of the bullpen or what he did in, in, in the 2020 playoffs. I mean, there are so many instances where Kershaw has come through for this team. And a lot of the time, sorry to say, wasn't all his fault. I mean, they just didn't, there were a lot of those teams that just didn't have anybody coming out of the bullpen to save him. So he had to pitch more than, than what you would normally ask a starting pitcher to do these days. So. I, I, I think that's a tired narrative. I think when you've been to the playoffs this many times, you're bound to have some stinkers because you're playing the best players in the game at that time. 
but you're also bound to have some really great moments if you're an elite pitcher, which Kershaw is. Not to mention, if you look at the inherited runners who ended up scoring, it's like 50%. And the normal clip for starters leaving inherited runners scoring is like 20 at most. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that's, you know, Pedro Baez coming in and not doing his job. But what Arias has done in the playoffs, especially obviously in 2020, just makes me want him to be out there. Not to mention, as as one of our comments just said, Julio is a Boris client. This is Julio's last year. Yeah, exactly. So this is his last postseason where he can really show teams what the hell he what the hell they're paying for. So the way he performed in 2020 tends to make me believe that when this is this playoffs is going to be an electric one for him because he obviously has the stones and now he's looking for his first contract, which is supposed to be huge. Guys like that either rise or fall, and I think he's going to rise his playoffs. Trey B asked who would go down if Walker Buehler comes back. Well, I don't think anyone would go down because Walker Buehler is coming back after September and the Dodgers have two roster expansion spots. Therefore, Walker Buehler wouldn't have to send anyone down. It's a wait and see to see if he even qualifies for the postseason roster. The Dodgers just had two big injuries. One, I think, less of a concern with Yancy Almonte going down with a knee injury. Don't think he'll be out more than 15 days, but you never know. Daniel Hudson tore both his knees and has missed two years. So I don't want to get too optimistic here. And then Joe Kelly randomly went on the IL with um, right, I believe right, what was it? Right forearm, I think. Forearm inflammation. Maybe. Second time this season he's gone on the injured list with that same injury. Nobody knows how long he's going to be out. In response, the Dodgers called up Gus Farland. This is kind of an interesting name. He was one of the upper echelon prospects for the Dodgers at one point was claimed in the rule five draft last season by the Milwaukee Brewers didn't pitch very well. And by the rules, since they sent him down, he was reclaimed by the Dodgers and the Dodgers are giving him a shot this season. Now um, adding him to the 40 man roster after he had a pretty good triple a stint, his ERA was in the, the low twos. And I mean, I don't know too much about Gus Farland. I looked up his pitch mix. He throws a 95 mile per hour fastball. He occasionally mixes in a changeup and throws in a slider. So I'm excited to see what uh, obviously Varlin has to offer for the Dodgers. We need, we need the reinforcements. Yeah. Especially with Almonte going down for who knows how long this, this makes sense to give him a, a runway and a, a chance to see if what he can do and maybe be on the postseason roster, but no huge expectations for Varlin. And I'm definitely not holding my breath for Walker Bueller. Honestly, I think this September timeline was very ambitious to begin with. Dave Roberts keeps saying, well, if anyone can do it, it's, it's Bueller. But at the same time, he's also said he's not going to be an opener and he's not going to be a reliever. If he's going to be pitching, he's going to be a, a, a full starter. And I just don't think there's enough days left in the calendar, but we'll see. It just seems a bit ambitious at this point. I think very much so, you know, it's, it's, I think anything we get with, with Walker Bueller will be a, a plus, but like you've mentioned, David, like with Dodgers starters, you know, that they, they want to build these guys up for a, a considerable amount of time. So in S to, to kind of, quote unquote, rush him back to be a starter. I don't know. But again, you know, we're not inside the Dodger clubhouse. We don't know kind of what the what the progress has been and, and, and all of that. And they obviously have all the tools to make that determination. But it just doesn't I, I, I too, am not holding my breath, even though I would love to see it. How about my guy trying and throw a 94 out of nowhere? Yeah, what's is he? 
He's not coming back this year. I mean, they didn't rule it out. He was throwing 87 at his last bullpen. They showed up in Arizona and he's just pumping 94. No big deal. The vessel. The vessel channeling, channeling 94. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy him coming back at all. If anyone's coming back, it's Bueller over Trinan. This happened last season with Trinan where he pretended like he was healthy and then he gave up a meatball to Jake Cronenworth in the playoffs. No, thank you. I don't want to go through that again. If you're I'm, willing be high, to, I'm willing to try. If you're a high leverage reliever, you need to be pitching in high leverage for a considerable amount of time throughout this season. And unless Blake Trinan comes back tomorrow, he, I'm out on him. It was a nice, um, it was a nice little two day tenure for Jake Marisnik because I think that's all he gave us in Dodger Blue. Now he's out for the season, pulling a great Kevin Pilar stunt. I mean, <laughs> there might have been a, a, there might not have been a less popular signing since you know who back in 2021 that pitcher from the Reds who no longer plays for the Dodgers until Jake Marisnik came around came along because of his ties to the Astros. Uh, but thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing, Jake Marisnik, not Jake Reiner. We got Chris, <laughs> Christopher Camello in the chat. He's dropped. Yes, I was going to mention him. Shelby Miller is progressing. Dave Roberts did reveal today that they're looking to get at least three or four rehab starts out of him. And if progressing he pitch- from what, by the way, did we ever even find out what that injury was? I feel like he just yeah. went on the eye. He was fine and then went on the IL and he's like, oh, sorry, he's he's dead, actually. Like, what the hell no. actually happened? The worst, the worst neck strain of all time. I don't know. Fucking ridiculous. Don't know what he was doing to hurt his neck. But yeah, Shelby Miller is definitely a guy who pitched well during his time with the Dodgers. He's been out for like two months, but certainly someone you have to mix into the postseason roster if he's healthy and throwing like he was prior to his IL stint. There's a lot um, of comments I wanna, here. I want to oh. bring up uh, a comment from uh, Andrea Chavez. Uh, they say, help me understand why we aren't seeing Michael Bush pulled up. Explain it to me <laughs> yeah, like I'm for real, dude. Is the, that every is week. The There's no explanation. There was none, especially when J.D. Martinez recently, I guess he's back in the lineup today, but especially with Martinez being out for what felt like two weeks, it made no sense why they didn't just IL him and give Bush at least 10 days to just start at DH every day. It made no sense. Still makes no sense. J.D. Martinez has to be back in time for his bobblehead night because that's happening Wednesday evening. I'm going to the game thanks to some cheap tickets on TickPick. If you guys don't know what TickPick is, make sure to download the app today. No service fees at checkout. Not only can you score Dodger tickets, but you can score tickets to any MLB stadium. NFL is right around the corner. I don't really have any hot takes right now about the NFL, but I think the Rams are going to suck. And you can also use TickPick to go to pretty much any concert. I mean, we talked about concerts last week. Hopefully we don't get into that again, but yeah, TickPick has you covered best prices out there. So download the app, check them out guys. I do. Um, I do want to just mention one thing about Michael Bush uh, just to finish that point. Yes. I thought they should have brought him up while JD Martinez was dealing with that injury, but also the other <clears throat> problem is, is that there really is no room for him at this point. Um, they've got Kike Hernandez and uh, Ahmed Rosario in and out of the lineup every other day. You've got Mookie Betts playing second base. Um, there just really isn't a spot for him to play. And so he's kind of wasting away in AAA, unfortunately. Um, but when the rosters expand a little bit, he could get that call up, which would be nice. To hit on Treby's point in the comment about this team feeling different and they're very gritty and that could play well in October. I mean, Dave Roberts just said it the other day. 
this is the most fun team he's ever managed. And that's how I've been feeling, honestly, for most of the season. It was just all business last season. Guys like Trey Turner, great talent, boring as could be. Glad he's gone. Cody Bellinger, so boring. He looked like a dying dog out there. Now you got guys with fun attitude like David Peralta. He's really lit. Quite a spark in the clubhouse. I mean, they do the freight train thing because of him. And then um, who was it that I forget who pointed out to do the Freddie Freeman dance, but whoever that was, he deserves credit too. Was it Mookie? I honestly, I'm honestly blanking who might have been Muncie. I can't remember though. Okay. Yeah. I think it actually happened at Muncie's house, but I don't know if maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someone in the chat can let us know, but yeah, I mean, they look like they're having fun out there. They're dancing. Um, You could just tell there's great chemistry in the clubhouse. Even guys that aren't, you know, having great seasons like Miguel Rojas, they're still adding a leadership element that's adding value. I mean, Rojas, served as a mentor to Vargas. Obviously that didn't really work out for Vargas now that he's lost in AAA. But the point is Martinez was a great mentor. Peralta has been a good leader. They have a great mixture of veteran and young talent. And that's what I really like to see out of this ball club. Here's the other thing about this team. They, they're so unselfish. Like they just want to win. They don't care what role they have. They, uh, Freddie Freeman brought up a point. They, they interviewed him about, when uh, Jason Hayward on a recent road trip hit a three-run bomb, and then Dave Roberts pinch hit for him uh, in in you know to to counteract a, a lefty righty whatever, and I, I forget who pinch hit for him, but basically Jason Hayward could have been bummed out, could have stormed off or whatever, but he remained on the top step of the dugout cheering on his teammates. Uh, that's just the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of tone that they've set in this clubhouse. And like Kevin mentioned last year, it was kind of like all business or whatever. And they had a lot of talent, but not a lot of heart. And this team has a lot of heart. And if you read that uh, Bob Nightingale piece, it's a really great, great article by him, just kind of going over why not only the Dodgers are succeeding this year, but why they succeeded for this long, why they've been able to sustain this level of success for this long, every single year, giving you a shot to win the World Series. As a fan, that's the greatest thing in the world. To be able to come into each season knowing that you have a shot to win the World Series, I don't think you could ask for anything more. Maybe a couple more titles, but the at the bare minimum, you're playing for a World Series. You're playing for the playoffs. And one other point, I saw a, a clip from uh, Eric Kratz, who is a you know, journeyman catcher um, on, a, on a podcast. And he was talking about why the Dodgers are so successful it's because they treat their minor leaguers really well. It's not so much about scouting and developing. It's about making sure that these guys feel as comfortable as possible from the moment they get to the organization all the way through up to when they get to the major leagues. And that's a big, that's a big difference. Um, When you look at the Dodgers and you look at the angels, which is one of the worst organizations when it comes to minor leagues, they don't treat their minor leaguers. Well, the Dodgers do. And so you're seeing these guys who are genuine, generally happy and know what it means to, you know, have the, have these luxuries, but play for something bigger than themselves, which is a world, a world series title. It's, it's just remarkable. And it, it was a great article, too, by Bob Nightingale, if you want to check what, it out. What team did Eric Kratz accuse of cheating after yeah, the interview? Yeah, I was going to say. That's that yeah. asshole who accused the Dodgers of cheating. Yeah, he did. But he, he, also complimented, he also complimented the Dodgers for their uh, amazing, uh, you know, minor league, you know, uh, for, the, for the treatment of minor leaguers. Yeah, whatever, Eric. It's 
someone ex- someone asked explain this to me like I'm five. Well, I need you guys to explain this one to me like I'm five because this is another Dave Roberts quote. He just I don't know what context this was, but the quote is I'm going to push the urgency part of the postseason. Where was this last year, asshole? This is exactly what I was saying. He gets too complacent. Everyone's too comfy. They got their little snuggies on. They come rolling in like it's another regular when is, summer When has that ever happened? Snuggies. Come on. Like the attitude or like literally? Literally. Well, it's, it's not happened. It's, it's a metaphor, but. All right. 2020 well, is a that clear. 2020 is a prime example where they're, they literally said we needed to be down three to one to actually care and start playing. That was a red flag right there. I feel like they played with a lot of heart in 2021 other than Max Scherzer being a bitch. But last season, I mean, come on. They literally crushed the Padres. And then once October rolled around, they looked like a bunch of soft snowflakes. It was embarrassing. That they was did look bad in Petco, too. Yeah. Yes. Like really bad. The moment the the moment it got tough, they they literally showed their rear ends. It was it was just frustrating. And like I was saying, that starts with the leadership with Dave Roberts. So hopefully that's a wake up call and he's actually going to manage like it matters this go around. If 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 urgency is what he's going for, then hopefully we'll see Evan Phillips a little bit sooner in these playoff games than we than we did during the last postseason, because that was the huge the huge blunder in the final game was that he didn't go to Evan Phillips sooner than he should have. And if that's what urgency means that I'm, then I'm all for that. I, I don't quite know why he hasn't been urgent in the past uh, and why now he's electing to be urgent, but whatever the case is, this team, the players in this clubhouse have changed his mindset, which is great. And it sounds like they've given him some sort of, you know, a boost, a confidence boost or something to where he now has something to, to, to play for too. All right. Lance, Lance Lynn also maybe potentially gaslit Dave Roberts into saying this. If you saw Lance Lynn's someone interviewed him, he's like, you're seeing why everyone wants to come here, even watching from across the field, playing against them so much in the playoffs from my time in St. Louis, you just notice the sense of urgency. I haven't noticed that ever, maybe one year in 2020. So I think maybe Dave just heard this quote and was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do that. That's actually sounds, sounds good. I should do that. All right, let's get to the draft. We're going to have to determine the draft order in just a second. Just wanted to read one more Dave Roberts comment that I found kind of interesting. Ahmed Rosario is as good as a, is as good as anyone on the Dodgers roster in terms of pure talent. Yeah. <laughs> what the what? hell was that? How high were you? that day dave roberts like oh it's an insane i get quote. that you want to like butter up your new guy and ahmed was definitely one of the top prospects i think he was fifth overall at one point in the majors as you know the next big thing but that quote is a little out of line for me like you have mookie betts freddie freeman kershaw but you say ahmed or rosario is as good as anybody in terms of pure talent i think dave's got got a good stash of weed out there (laughs) save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
Yeah, that was, I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but it's a very Dave right. Roberts thing also. Does someone want to come up with a generator as I explain what the snake draft rules are to everyone out there listening and following along? Like a random order generator? Yes. Yeah, I'll pull it up. All right, so we're going to do a snake draft, everybody. And the theme of this is kind of assembling the best global MLB or global baseball roster as possible. So here's the stipulations. We're going to draft all the position players, a DH and one starting pitcher. Um, when you, when we draft these players, just assume they're in their prime, not like Lance Lynn white Sox version. If David's going to draft Lance Lynn as you know, his starting pitcher, that'd be pretty sick if I did, <laughs> but on top of that though, to make things more challenging, cause this is a global draft, you get one representative per country. So if I draft a USA born player, I get one guy. That's it on my roster. I draft someone from Cuba. That's it. I get one guy from Cuba and we're filling out the position. So you can't just flex around someone like you can't put Todd Helton out in left field because you have already a first baseman. They got to be their natural positions. So hopefully that makes sense to everybody. I think I explained that to follow along. And so if we got the draft order, we're going to begin. We do. Uh, You're just going to have to trust me. I'm going to randomize it three times. Okay. 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 One, two. Three, Kevin, Jake, David. Okay, I'm going first. Wow, I w- was not anticipating going first, but I just fucked myself. I could have just lied. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like this is a very bold pick, but I'm going to do it. Did not with, want third pick with the first overall pick out of the Dominican Republic. I'm going to select Albert Pujols to be my first baseman. I feel like most people know who Albert Pujols is, so I don't have to really explain the logic. But the guy hit over 600 home runs, won multiple MVPs, won multiple World Series, arguably the greatest Dominican player ever. And so I feel pretty good about having an all-around baseball bat in my lineup. Are you writing this down? Yeah, I'll write it down. Okay. All right. So the Dominican Republic is off the board for Kevin. Um, Okay. This is interesting. I did not think I would. I did not think he was going to go Albert Pujols number one. So this is interesting. Um, all right, I'm going to go Shohei Otani, DH from Japan. All right, and we know so you're not going Shohei, to have the pitcher. Shohei pitcher is alive, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't. I, th- I don't know if this strategy is going to completely backfire for me and my team's going to suck, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> this feel I'm, I'm actually just going to take this guy with my first pick in my second round, just because it sounds so ridiculous to take him as my first overall pick. So I'm going to go with Ichiro as my first pick. Okay. Makes sense. So Japan is off the board. Right field. Uh, Just outfield. Do I got to put him in anywhere? Yes. What do you mean? Yes, I did outfield. I thought it was three outfield spots. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but we're constructing a lineup. When I put the lineup, okay, card fine. Out there. Yeah, sure. Right. We right can field. move him around later, but for now, it helps me. Yeah. Okay. Right field. Okay, and with my second pick, actually, I'm not going to do this strategy. I'm going to take Miguel Cabrera from Venezuela. You want him as, as third? Your, as your what? TBD. Not putting him on a position yet. Depends okay. how the rest of the board plays out. 
Okay. okay. All right. For me, hmm, it, it's it's tough because it's like I want I I, I want to go American, but like, do I go American outfielder or pitcher or not anything? Um, Christ. Okay. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Alex Rodriguez at shortstop, American. Wow. Ugh. What, what? Oh, that could be the most random pick possible. Heinous, Why? dude. He's a great of, player. Of all of all American-born players, yeah. you mm-hmm. wanted to go a Rod. But I get. I mean, I get that you might have the pull at shortstop, so it yeah, could it, end up working yeah. out for you. Yeah. It just seems bold this early. I know, but trust me, I've I've worked this through. All right, okay. so I got back-to-back picks now. Um, I believe he's a second baseman. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm taking Rod Carew. Fuck, Kevin. Damn it. Damn it. That's what I was going to do first overall. Dude Fuck, is bro. one of the greatest ever um, at the he's... second base position. Was he second baseman? He was, yeah. He was second base and first base. Okay. Fuck, I should have taken him. I'm fucked um, now. I mean, I don't have any representation from Japan, so that the Ichiro thing kind of burned me. So that's why I had to pivot. Um, so my next pick is going to be um okay, yeah. So he's from Puerto Rico. Not the greatest catcher of all time, but certainly up there in the conversation. I'm gonna take Yvonne Rodriguez. Dude, yep. dude was sneaky athletic. Like they called yeah. him Pudge, but dude had a cannon. He, I don't know if he made it to 3,000 hits, but he was pretty close. All star numerous times, dominated wherever he, wherever he went. Um, I just want the solid. I want the solid catcher, and that's why I'm maybe reaching for Pudge. All right, I'm going. Um, let's see. Pudge was going to be my guy. So I'm going to go with um, another fellow countryman from Puerto Rico, um, Roberto Clemente. Yeah. Good pick. All right. Um, That was going to be my pick, but... I am going to go with I'll go with David Ortiz. Okay. As my first pick out of the Dominican and then, can I put him at first base? Um, did he play first base? Yeah, and then when NL NL games, <laughs> it's a bit, that's a bit of a reach. I mean, he's he's a DH. I'm gonna say no. I think he played too much of DH to not to not be moved elsewhere. Okay. Follow up question. Can I play Jordan Alvarez at first base? 
I think he's more of an outfielder. He's played he's first a, base. I would say he's a DH or outfield. Ugh, getting hosed here. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, you could have him in outfield. All right, I'll put him in the outfield. Where's Jordan from? Cuba. Cuba. Got it. All right. Did you pick two? Sorry, I was yeah, doing I something. Two. Ortiz and Alvarez. Copy that. Okay. So, yeah, he's got four players. All right, let's go. All right. Hmm, who am I going to go with here? Let's see. Uh... I, I'm going to be drafting the worst team ever in about two picks here. I have nothing to go off of. Nothing. Oh yeah, for you they these two guys know this, but I made a whole draft board, left it at work, wrote it out and everything. It's gone. That's insane. All right. Um I'm gonna go with um Vladdy Sr. from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. All right. Put him in. I'll put him in right field for now. Oh, you have Clemente. All right. Okay. I'll put him in left field. Thank you. Unless he's your center fielder. All right. Uh, back to back picks. Just going to knock one guy out. Don't care that he sucked as a Dodger. I'm putting him in center field. Andrew Jones from Curacao. Oh, Kevin. I, dude That's posted two. That's two. 50 home runs with the Braves in 05 and Many consider him the greatest defensive center fielder ever, and he's the only baseball player I can really identify from that country. Uh, so I'm going to add him. Burt Blylevin. David still hasn't drafted someone from the USA yet, so I feel like I should hold on to my guy. Um, so to help bolster my team. Uh, all right. I need a DH. Do I go shortstop? I, I need a DH. I'm taking Chili Davis. He was from Jamaica. See, like, that's the kind of info I need. <laughs> I would have signed up for Chili Davis, the Jamaican. The Jamaican Chili Davis. All right, those are my two picks. It's Jake now, right? Maria G thinks David hates me because I'm probably stealing all his picks. Correct. All right. Here we go. Ready? Ready. I'm going with uh, Tony Perez, third baseman from Cuba. All right. Very underwhelming pick. <laughs> He's a Hall Very of underwhelmed. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, whatever. All right. Uh, Kevin, you have not picked someone from the U.S., correct? You are right. Okay. All right, I'm going to go. I know you. this is not what I should be doing, but I honestly don't want to take all day to do this. So I will take someone from Puerto Rico. I'm going to draft Robert Roberto Alomar, second base. Mm-hmm. Even nice. though you guys you guys have both. I could have done that last pick, but I, I just don't have anyone right now. And we've classified Vladimir Guerrero Jr. as Canadian, correct? Uh, yes. yes, he was born in Montreal. Well, oh, Canada, welcome to my team, Vlad Jr. First base, Miguel Cabrera. You're locking him in? Yes, Miguel Cabrera shifts over to third. 
I feel like that's a really hot pick, like a hot take pick. Like, you know, Joey Votto's from Canada, yes, right? Yes, but I, if you're, who do you want in the lineup? Peak Votto any day. MVP. Yeah. I'll, I'll, was I'll go with on Vlad. base machine. I don't think you understand what my three, four, five, six looks like right now. You can't, someone's hitting a home run every turn. I'm going for home runs on this team because two of my players are going to be, who the fuck is that? <laughs> All right. So, Jake's up. Got to stick, got to stack the middle oh, of the order. God. Okay. This is getting, we're getting, um, getting bleaker here. Um, Kevin really screwed me with Rod Carew and Pod Rodriguez. I didn't get either of those players. Um, all right. This is going to really hurt me, but. I have to do it. I just have to do this. Take your time, by the way. No rush at all. Okay. Totally not Google. Oh God, so. no, not too much time. We got to be done before the show, before the game starts. All right, here we go. I hate this. I hate this pick <laughs> so much. Jose Altuve. That's a good pick. Yeah, I would have done it too. I just hate him. So, um, Jose Altuve, Venezuela, second base. He was on my draft board as like a contingency pick if all else failed. Yeah, that he was. Yeah, same here. <laughs> all right. So I have, I need a third baseman. I need a shortstop. I need some more um, outfield depth. Okay. This is a stupid pick, but I'm going to take it anyways because he's from Venezuela. Maybe the greatest defensive shortstop ever, Omar Vizquel. Yeah. Um, so I'm writing that down. And then I feel like I should still flex my American. Um, I need a third baseman. Who the hell is available at third base or outfield? You have someone from the Dominican Republic already? Pujols. Oh. Do you have someone from the Dominican Republic, David? Yeah, I took uh, Big Poppy. Oh, right, Big Poppy. Okay. Yeah, um, I had Adrian Beltre out there, but all right, we all, we all took maybe players. not the best strategy, but maybe the greatest hitter in baseball history. I'm putting Ted Williams out there in left field. USA, baby. Okay. Wow, over a lot of guys. Yes. Matt, Willie Mays, Mike Trout. Okay, A-Rod. He runs a beast, bro. I don't. I don't care what you th- what you say. He's an absolute monster. Um, okay, here we go. Wow. Okay, so many Canadians. Why did I put so many Canadians down here? Um, <laughs> I need a pitcher, a catcher, a first baseman, and an outfielder. Who's my best Canadian? Left. So I got. Should have been writing this down. All right. I'm going, I'm going with um oh my outfield's gonna be so bad defensively. Uh give me um mm, shit. Give me Fergie Jenkins, pitcher, Hall of Famer from Canada. Okay. What a pick. 
Was that serious? Can't tell if you're being an asshole or not. Yeah, what? I feel like that was an okay pick. I mean, I don't like the placement of it, but to each their own. You should see what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at it right now, except you have way more than I do. <laughs> All right, is it my yeah. picks? Yeah, you got two. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna not beat around the bush here and I'm gonna draft Sandy Koufax. Nice. And now it's going to get gross. But I'm going to take Xander Bogarts, shortstop, from Curacao. I think he's he's Aruba, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, get the, I had him on my draft board as another if all else fails. It's good to know. Decent pick. All right, back to Jake. All right, back that to leaves me. me with my pitcher. Let's go. What? It's going to leave me with my pitcher. Yeah, well, yeah. You you have your pick of the lot here. Um, what other countries can I do here? I don't. I'm surprised you didn't go catcher for Canada. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, I was thinking about drafting him too. But I'd rather, have, I'd rather I have, have Russell. I have Russell Martin. Yeah. I'd rather had I was thinking about it, but I'm like, I'll take Vlad Jr. and then I'll just draft a shitty catcher. Damn it, man. I'm screwed. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna draft this guy because I just need more time to look up other other players. Yeah, I felt that. <laughs> heard that, brother. So I'm gonna take this player that probably no one's heard of, but I researched <laughs> the KBO. And this guy is the greatest home run hitter of all oh time God. in the KBO. Love this. Love this. He has well over 600 home runs. He also le- he also has the um the the most home runs in a single season by a player from the KBO. And his name is Seung Yup Lee. <laughs> Love First this. Base. First Epic base. Tip. I'm gonna have to look tip. up how to spell that later, but I'll, I'll I can I can spell it for you right now if you want. Uh, it's okay. I'll do it later. All right, Sung Yup Lee from the KBO first base. All I right. Love how you, I love how you didn't just draft like Ha Sung Kim. You like went to the KBO and did this. You're like, no, fuck this. No, I need I need a big bopper. He's MLB ready right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So these are I get these are my uh picks eight and nine. So I'll have one more to go after this. But um I'm taking Fernando Valenzuela as my pitcher. I just don't I feel like that's a cheat code right there. Dude. We should talk about Fernando Valenzuela. He just had his number 34 retired by the Dodgers and one of the most underrated pitchers of all time. Looked up his postseason resume. Resume. This guy got it done. He was no joke. So I'm excited to have Fernando in my on my team as our big representative for the big game pitcher. Uh, so I feel good with that. Um, and then I think I need one more outfielder. Let me just double check my sheet. I need a right fielder. I wasn't thinking of taking him unless we got to this point. So we got to this point. I guess I'm taking Larry Walker in right field. Yep. Had him. Yeah, I had, had him, him down. Had him. All right. Here's my question. Okay. Can I can I take Randy Arozarena from Mexico? He's technically uh, a Mexican citizen. Do you have a Mexican on your team right now? I do not. You can take him, I guess. Didn't you say born? You had to be born there. How many years did he? 
How many years did he live in Mexico? Did he ever live in Mexico? No. Well, then he doesn't but count. A, but he is a citizen. Well, I would have been drafting other people no. like this too. He has to actually have lived there. Oh, Lord. He played some time in Mexico. Is that why he's a citizen? Because he played there a little bit? That doesn't count. Personal life. No, he's born in Mexico. No, Rosa Herrera has a daughter born in Mexico. Sorry. You could draft his daughter. (laughs) Oh, here we go. He's from Cuba. Got it. (laughs) Just Googled him. Um, Give me Alejandro Kirk. Fuck you, dude. At catcher. Oh, literally about to draft him. Fuck. Okay. Uh, So bad. All right. Well, first pick. I kind of wish I had Jake's guy, but I'll take a South Korean who was proven in Major League Baseball in the outfield. And I'll go with Shin Soo Chu to round out my outfield. He could really stroke it back in the day. Shin Su Chu, huh? Yeah. You guys have some like bottom feeders on these teams. Okay, calm down. Just just throwing it out there. We'll let the fans decide. Although other I don't oh boy. This is quite possibly the gross this no, not quite possibly. It is the grossest pick of this draft. But I can't for the life of me find anybody else now that Alejandro Kirk is gone. So my catcher, game manager, clubhouse guy, Carlos Ruiz, Panama. (laughs) (laughs) That is so, oh God. It's like that meme. It's like that meme of the soldiers lining up and then there's one clown waiting. That's yeah. Cheech Ruiz, Chooch. Chooch or Cheech? Chooch. Huge. I'm screwed, guys. I I just don't have another guy. Um, I have to find a third baseman, so take your time. I That's why need, I knew I had I to need get an outfielder. Trace Thompson. From where? Great Britain. Great Britain. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I don't even know what countries are left. I can yeah. tell you what you've taken. No, I know. I, I, I've i been writing it down. Hold on. Oh, okay. If you want to go ahead and draft, because I, I don't obviously can't draft no, a third baseman. I cannot, I cannot figure out who I need at third. I'm like drawing a blank at what. Who am I? Oh, fuck yeah. Found someone. All right. Give me in the outfield from. Wait, did I have a. I don't have anyone from Panama yet. Give you me don't. El Caballo, Carlos Lee. Yeah, good pick. You could stroke it too. All right. So to recap, Jake's last four picks were Ferguson Jenkins, some guy from the KBO, Alejandro Kirk, and Carlos Lee. <laughs> the KBO <laughs> guy was the best pick of that. Thank you. I literally joked as a text message saying someone would resort to that. And guess what? I happened? wish I had. I would trade Shinsu Chu straight up for that guy. Well, that's the thing. I was looking up Shinsu Chu and I was like, he just isn't good enough for me. Yeah. I need to find someone else. Why couldn't Manny Machado be Cuban? 
What do you mean? Are you asking that? Because I need a Cuban third baseman. Oh, or I need a third baseman. I have a pick. All right, let me. What about Yon Moncada? You need a Cuban third baseman. I have one for you. Do you need? I just need an international third baseman. I have it for you. I have it for you. Okay. Mini Minoso. How good is he? Yon Moncada works. I just gave you a fucking gem. Mini Minoso. I was so I was so close to drop drafting Hassan Kim before I found Bogarts. Someone, someone up me, update me in the chat if if anyone's saying anything interesting. Uh, they're probably bored of waiting for us to draft Mini Minoso. Yeah. So I'm actually not going to take him. I'm going to end up taking. He played third base, right, Edgar Renteria. I mean. For the sake of time, I'll give it to you. Okay. I'll go. Where is Renteria from? Colombia. Nice. I just want it on record that I gave you that, but I didn't get David Ortiz playing first base. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll put a contingency then. If I can't find him to play third base, then I'm changing it to mini Minosa. Okay. Or we'll talk afterwards just to, for the sake of time, let's, we got to wrap the show up. So, Dodgers play the Brewers for three games. Um, David, why do you think the Brewers are a threat to the Dodgers? Because what wins in the playoffs is pitching. Every single year, it's always pitching. And Burns, Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta, who's now found it again, is not a three-headed monster you want to run, run up against. Yes, the Reds have a way better lineup. Yes, there's other teams. The Cubs are playing better. Hell, I know you won't agree, but the Padres, I would not want to run into. But the oh, Brewers with those three guys. Enough with the Padres. You don't want to face them, especially in a five-game series. A seven-game series, I think you're okay. killed them all year. Series. We're like eight and two against a I'm just saying, that, terrible those, three guys are, team. those three guys are better right now than any pitcher we have on our staff. So Peralta, I'll take the Marlins, I'll take the Cubs, I'll take the Reds. Peralta hasn't been that great this season. His ERA is in the low fours. I mean, he's been really good recently. What Woodruff is a guy we've had success against in the past. I don't really even remember facing Corbin Burns in a big game. I don't think that's happened. That's going to happen this series. We got Corbin Burns against, um, is it Kershaw? No, Kershaw's it's I, God damn it. Whatever. Corbin Burns is facing the series. It's it's Hauser, Miley and Burns for the Brewers. I mean, the Brewers offensively have nothing. Willie Adamas leads their team in home runs. The guy everyone was clamoring for for the Dodgers to acquire. Well, he's hitting like 203 this season with 18 home runs. Maybe with some of the trades, some of the best moves you make are the ones you don't make because Willie Adamas has been bad. I guess Christian Yelich and Cody Bellinger are like blood brothers or something. They only do good at the same time. And they only do bad at the same time because Christian Yelich is also having a good season. He's hitting like in the 290s with 16 home runs, 66 RBIs. But honestly, if the Dodgers were to get the Brewers in the NLDS, I'd be thrilled with that. There are bigger fish out there to fry. Obviously, the Braves are the biggest threat. And honestly, the Cincinnati Reds are a better team than the Milwaukee Brewers. The teams that just have tormented the Dodgers this season are the young, aggressive on the base paths. And honestly, they have a couple elite pitchers that we haven't even faced this season and won't get to unless they meet off, meet up in the playoffs. Hunter Green and Andrew Abbott are arguably just as good as Corbin Burns and well, not Corbin Burns, but they're honestly better than Peralta and Brandon Woodruff.
We got no comments. Yeah, I mean, well, in the comments, since you guys are quiet, no one picked Yadier Molina. That is true. Harmony said, I'm surprised no one said Mickey Mantle. Maria. I was I was always going with a pitcher for USA. That was that was, that was what plan. I struggled with most is like do where you know where to where to put the American, you know, like yeah. I I I went with A-Rod because I just I just really did I really did want him and we established that he's American. But my first thought was American outfielder because you got so many great choices and American pitcher, you got so many great choices. That's why I went with pitcher. Ryan said also Dominican Republic. I felt like those are the two uh, yeah, power. But I wanted I wanted to use Dominican on on uh Poppy or Vlad Senior. Ryan was saying was waiting for Valenzuela. Well, I got you covered, Ryan. Maria, OMG, Kevin, I don't want to face the Padres. Please sense the urgency. I feel like she's joking with the Dave Roberts comments earlier. But yeah, I mean, I don't even think this Brewers team is going to win the division, if I'm being quite honest. They just don't impress me. They got three good hitters, if that. William Contreras, the brother of Wilson Contreras, is a nice bat for them, but... They got two great relievers. Obviously, if the Dodgers are behind, you don't want to face Devin Williams, who's got a 136 ERA. And Joel Piamps, Piampas has a 179 ERA. The Brewers always have a good bullpen, but their offense is just flat. I think the Dodgers should be able to take care of business. Bobby Miller goes tonight. Kershaw goes tomorrow. And um, I, why am I blinking? And then Lance Lynn. Yes, Corbin Burns against Lance Lynn. There you go. Those are your three matchups. After that, the Dodgers face a potentially playoff-bound Miami Marlins team. Lined up, I saw Sandy Alcantara's scheduled to pitch. Dodgers always own him, so I'm not too worried. And I guess let's get to our final thoughts, final segments. We'll face Luis Arias for the first time this season. Do you think Freddie Freeman can surpass him for the batting title? It's it's tough because he's he's not slowed down Arise. So he's he's kept he's kept it going, but Freddie's on fire. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully, hopefully Arise doesn't pull a Jeff McNeil at the end of the season and sit out. What is he back? 20 points? It's about that. Yeah, it's like 366 against 344, I think. I don't think there's enough time, no. It would take a drastic slump from Arise. Could happen. What we got we got two series against the Marlins. What if we just shut them down? What if we just do that for Freddie? How badass would that be? I mean, he need to go like over 25 for sure. We've done it to good players before, but yeah, I mean, this Marlins team, they got some bats. Jorge Soler's got 29 home runs. Josh Bell, the crouton all of a sudden is doing things with Miami. He's got five home runs, 326 batting average and Jake Berger who crushed us earlier when he was on the white Sox, now finds himself in Miami. Now that they got rid of Don Mattingly, who's cursing the the Blue Jays, called that shit. They got a, a real competent manager out there, former Dodgers Skip Schumacher. So we'll see if Miami can hold on. But another team that I would love to face in the playoffs. Don't let Kim Ng get hot. Don't let it happen. <laughs> All right, David. Any uh any other idiots or something you want to rant about? Uh, no real idiots this week, honestly. I mean, I haven't really seen anything that noteworthy honestly i mean there definitely has happened but yeah my final thoughts okay i'll let you do it but my final thought is 
the same every year this time of year. I just want these guys to stay healthy. Nothing pisses me off more than when someone gets hurt in September. Uh, yes, they need to officially lock up this division, even though it's over. The Giants are dead. The Diamondbacks are dead. Everybody's dead. But stay healthy, please. Just rest more guys. Let I... call, call up Michael Bush when you get two extra spots soon and let him play every day. Just give somebody a day off every day. I think that's, rest that's is my a, request. I think rest is a bad idea. Just one guy every day. That's it. I think rest is a bad idea. This is what not, happened. Not full on rest, but some 2019 rest. last season, they just ran away with it. And then they got to the playoffs and they were rusty. I agree with that, but I'm saying I, I, I have to say though, that this, I believe this team is different than those teams. I just feel like this team is hungrier. This team is more focused. They've got a real nucleus. They've got a real clubhouse vibe that you can see on the field. And from reports you can hear about off the field. I just feel like they're not going to get rusty. And they're Freddie's gonna not going to take a day off. I can guarantee until that. they until they clinch the division. They're, that's kind of his that's thing. it's not happening this season. They could be up 30 games. Freddie Freeman's not taking a day off unless he's hurt. Well, he, he just did. He hasn't taken a game off. Didn't he miss the game after the? No, no, he, he hit. Didn't. He oh, was they right just back took him out there. of the game. Okay, yeah, he was right back in there. He is the modern day Cal Ripken, um, Steve Garvey. You need to play him all 162 unless he's hurt. You can't do it. He's a guy. He's a creature of habit. Play him all 162. You can take him out early, but start him every game. Same with Mookie, to be honest. Unless he's ailing, they need to be in rhythm because this happened with Mookie last season. They gave him too many games off at the end. He was ice cold in the playoffs. I don't want to relive that. These guys, baseball players, especially with the bye potentially where they already got three or four days off, too many days off near the end of the season just spells disaster. Yeah, I just don't want him to get hurt. That's my only point. It's part of the game. Sucks. Doesn't have to be. Sit him down. The guys that you monitor are the pitchers. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the obvious idiot has to be Wander Franco. Now, I'm a innocent until proven guilty kind of guy, but if these allegations are true, oh, boy, oh, boy. I mean, what did Tampa give him? 11-year 11 11-year 11 contract, $182 million. And you're out there in the Dominican Republic hooking up with girls that are in middle school allegedly so you don't get sued i, I said yes all right i said until proven i have guilty. your back here I have if your back. these if these allegations are true which they look that, true that is that is a suit them up with felipe vasquez and jared fogel he can be the spokesperson because the all prison team just got a great short god start. that is bad i mean wander franco you could argue was the future of shortstops in major league baseball. He was, he's a 22 year old. I don't know what's going to happen. This Tampa Bay race season looks completely lost with McClanahan now going under Tommy John surgery and they already lost two good arms. So they're probably cooked. Uh, Baltimore, Texas, Houston's probably a three team race now, but yeah, Wander Franco. We'll let this uh, play out, but it's not looking too good for him. Memes are great, though. You know who I feel bad for? The Angels. I can't believe how bad they've been since the trade deadline. I, I actually can't can't fathom how bad they've been since the deadline. And I mean, honestly, they've been bad the whole year. It's not like I they... know, but they've been like really bad since the deadline. And I honestly, I respect the hell out of them for just saying, "Fuck it, let's just try to show Otani we can 
maybe do this and going all in and selling some of their prospects. Because if they didn't do that, he was for sure gone. So now he's probably still gone, but at least they fucking tried. They went out swinging. So my respect for honestly trading and going in at the deadline. I'm also surprised that Phil Nevin is still around. Well, he's he's gone. No reason to fire him now. Yeah. Artie loves his boys. That's what happens. I mean, he literally looks like Joe Madden. And kind of Mike Sosha. And, and Mike Sosha, yeah. Like, he looks <laughs> More like, like Mike Sosha. He looks this he looks like Joe a Joe Madden and Mike Sosha had a child. Yeah. And it's Phil Nevin. Yep. Yeah, they've had a string of of rough managers too. Like Brad Ausmus was in there, right? For a second. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was so, so bad. I have kind of failed at they hire the same guy every time. Yeah. Failed at uh offering people the QA. Um so I guess sorry everyone. Just comments real quick. We got George. Love you guys. Best podcast for the boys in blue. Thank you, George. Appreciate the words. Maria, why do I feel so confident we are going to just destroy the Braves? I mean, crazier things have happened. I mean, the I Braves. some of that confidence. The Braves choke almost every postseason. So, And their pitching know. is kind of suspect recently. Yeah. Elders really tailed off. And I mean, they got freed back. Ryder hasn't the... been that good. Yeah, he's. Freed he's been hasn't been good and was hurt. There's say, definitely a window. Yeah, they they're just swinging their way right now to wins. Yeah. Do the Giants miss the playoffs? Asks Harmony. Uh, I think they sneak in, but I would would not be surprised if they miss the playoffs whatsoever. Team sucks. They're bad. <laughs> yeah, that that roster is disgusting. Pathetic. They just forgot find a way, way to win games. Everyone hit the like button. I forgot to tell you guys to hit the like button. It's probably too late now. And subscribe if you haven't yet to our channel. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, we'll wrap this up in a couple minutes. So get your comments or questions real quick. Um, you guys have any other final thoughts? Maria says, people say the biggest disappointment are the Mets. Those liars. It's the Padres. I mean, yeah, that's pretty clear. The dis- biggest disappointment should be the Padres. But I will say... Everyone that was acting like the Mets did so good cleaning up at the trade deadline. Shut up. Absolute embarrassment. They got absolutely fleeced, too. It's not like they got great prospect return. So One I don't want to hear it. Is, Acuna is good. We don't know that. that. He's just well, the younger. You don't player. know about any prospects. Well, they just said he's good. He is good. For the a prospect, reason, he's really good. He's hyped up because of the name. It's no, so obvious. He's not. Yes. He's not. This is like Bronny James all over again. It's no, name it's recognition. Not. What has he proven? What is any minor He's league prospect? Proven? Nothing. But what what is what warrants him to be a top hundred prospect? Because it's clearly his the name. tools and his look what at his t- numbers. He's a five tool player. Five tool my ass. Well, okay. Well, he's he was a nobody prospect. until he was traded to the Mets. He it, was not it, a nobody. I've known about this dude for a year and a half. He wasn't a top. He was not as high as he was until he got traded to the Mets. This is how he it was always literally works. the Rangers top prospect. No, he, I don't think he's the top prospect. At one point he was maybe not this after this last draft class or update, but he was at one point, hundred um, percent. I don't buy that if Jack Leiter is on their team, but. I'll, oh, bet you, Tommy, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, I'll bet you, Acuna, this Acuna doesn't pan out. Mark my words. I'm right at you, Rodeo. Need a little hat. And the gun. 
every time on the on every the time show. the Mets make a trade for a prospect, the media hypes Rito this guy up. Drone show. There's a reason. There's a reason most of the Mets call ups are busts because it's this New York bias, and that's how it always works. Well, he's 21, hitting 300 with 50 stolen bases and some power. So, I think they did all right. We'll see. They need pitching, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they do. I think they're going to sign that uh, Japanese guy. They were scouting him hard. I was reading. He signed a guy. Yeah, we did. We are, we already talked about that, though. Yeah. I think he's Korean, though. He is Korean. It's yeah. also interesting that he's still three to four years away from even potentially being on the major league roster, and they already gave him the number 18. Like, oh, That might have just been for the press conference. No, they, sure they legitimately... I think they legitimately gave him 18. I was reading that it's like a respected number out there in Korea. Yeah, it's it's the it's the aces number is yeah. on on any given love it. team. Love that. Who else? Nobody I love that so much that we gave him 18. Great, great decision. Yeah, why not? You know what? Acuna is hitting 163 for the Mets over 11 games. In hey, it's 11 a. games, dude. So my point's proven. He put on a Mets uniform. He's going to be a bust. <laughs> Chalk it up already. I don't care about stolen bases. Got to get on base to steal bases. I think this is uh, where we conclude the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And if you're uh, listening on the, the audio feed, make sure to subscribe and download the episode wherever you get it. Give us a five-star rating. Follow us on social media. Um, yes, Dalton rushing did leapfrog Diego Cartaya per Harmony's comments. Um, that is interesting. Diego Cartaya is no longer a top hundred prospect. Could mean, that in- could mean more about rushing than a slide in on Cartaya, though. A lot of prospect lists took him off the top hundred, so that's kind of interesting. But everyone, have a great week. Go Dodgers! Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.